Good evening and welcome to another amazing episode of From the Couch Sports. I am Eric and tonight to introduce Mr. Kieran Stack, I would like to ask you, sir, would you rather be an extra in an Oscar winning movie or be the lead in a box office bomb? I feel like lead in a box office bomb because I feel like there's still some wiggle room to be made there. No. To be now, you chose poorly. Now, let me, <laughs> I'd still make my money. It doesn't matter. I'm getting paid either way. Karen, let me let me put it like this, okay? This you get question paid before the movie comes out. Th- this question came to mind because today during lunch, as I as I do, what? Hayden Christensen. <laughs> he became more famous. He became famous for that role in all the wrong ways, but he became famous. I think in this case, you don't necessarily become famous. And here is my example. Today at lunch, as I do, I was watching Superman Returns on Netflix. No free ads. <laughs> that movie might need it. But the point is, Karen, if I were to say to you, you could be an extra in, I don't want to say The Departed because that would make it too easy for you. But let's say like you could be an extra in Silence of the Lambs or you could star as Superman in Superman Returns. If I, if I frame it like that, does it change it at all for you? I mean, no, not really, because then at the end of the day, I still get to be Superman. I think you need a better. Mm. Karen, you're way too. You still look like a young enough boy that Kevin Spacey would totally finger you. (laughs) Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Did that also be seven and the same danger applies? So fair. Mm, It's true. Jerome, do you disagree with this? Uh, I would rather be an extra in uh, uh, like an Oscar winning movie, like best picture for it sure. Dep- it depends on the movie for me. I think like, I don't know. I mean, I know like, the Star and, and Wars here, movie, and I, know, my... I, know, I know the Star Wars movies like didn't win Oscars, but like to be just like a random stormtrooper, I feel like that'd be the coolest thing ever. That'd be my dream role. Is like to just be like Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah. So uh, in the scene, uh, the force awakens when Ray uh standing there he's standing there and she uses the force for like basically the first time and Jedi mind tricks the the stormtrooper into uh letting her go out of the the room that's Daniel Craig and you hear his voice if you watch it again back clip it's him that's fantastic it and is that's like that's like in Guardians of the Galaxy when they got Vin Diesel to play group and they're like oh yeah it's Vin Diesel and I'm like that seems like a waste of money but it's awesome you know, the crazy thing is, is between he and Bradley Cooper, I could never really tell it was them. So you're just, oh. I mean, they're cash and paychecks left and right, and God bless them for it. But there's there's no recognition except for their names at the tops of the posters and you know, mm-hmm. in the credits, which is True. it's it's fair. But um, I think probably made so much money for like half a day's work, too. He had to say, I am Groot in like maybe seven or eight different inflections. And then they're like, all right, cool. We're good. That's true. Bradley, Bradley Cooper had a lot more he had dialogue. Stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had depth. The second Guardians was basically about him secondarily. Um, I would I would probably go with the box office bomb. At least I'm a lead. I think like Vinny Chase was in a box office bomb, right? I know we talked about Entourage. He was in a box office bomb. I'm just saying you still have name recognition. There's There's a career there. Understandable, but but I look at it like this. If I was a, an extra in an Oscar, like best picture, right? That means that everybody I was in the movie with is wildly successful, mm. including the director, in hopes that you just you you stay in contact with them and try and get yeah. the next movie. And then you're always in the you, back of the mind. 
you're 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 there with like successful people as opposed to you're, you're like you made your you made your nut on that bomb. But then everybody's like, you know, we're shooting this. Movie. You know who I thought of? Kieran Stack. He's like, what was he in? I was like, yeah, remember that giant turd of a movie wrapped in <laughs> wrapped in film? Oh, yeah, he was in that. Yeah, I don't want that stink near my movie. I'm, hey, listen, Adam Sandler still made uncut gems after Jack and Jill, right? Ashton Kutcher is still casting things. I'm sorry. After... I'm sorry. What was he in? Uncut Gems? Jack and Jill? Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. I got to do it every single time. <laughs> All right. And to introduce uh, Mr. Jerome Peterson, who has already made his presence known. Um, oh, and yeah. pleasant And pleasantly so. Big uh, time. <laughs> Overtime. Overtime. Uh, would you rather, Jerome... Always have B.O. and not know it or always smell B.O. on everyone else. Oh, I'd rather smell and and not know it. Really? Yeah. Because like, oh, oh, yeah. No, no, no. Because like ignorance is here's the thing. Ignorance is bliss. I don't people just I don't constantly tell you, but I don't know. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing, Karen, is that they have to keep it a secret for the question to make sense. Yeah. like, so they're, you they're never know that you, like, you I mean, never know that, that you smell because then you're, you're everybody basically... else has to suffer with my existence, which is already apparent in my life. I know everybody suffers with my existence regardless. Oh, shut but, up. but, but, but like, <laughs> ignorance is bliss. I don't know it. Now, the other is like, I'm trying to enjoy this really nice cupcake that I just spent $10 on because that's how much good cupcakes cost. Apparently um, inflation. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to get something that happened like, a while ago and you're somebody, still mad about it. somebody nearby and like I can smell their BO and it's ruining my $10 cupcake. Like, fuck that. Like, I'm, I'm going specific. out, I'm taking my wife out to dinner and we're having a nice steak dinner and I smell the, the fucking the BO on the, the waiter. Like, no. Now, wait a minute. To... Wait a minute. You bring up a good, this is where my mind goes to. You'd smell it on your wife at all times. So now, me personally, I would, I would rather everyone else smells. Um, because I don't want like everyone in my life just lying to me. I think that there is a portion of this though, where if you smell and like, no one's telling you, like, you really know who your true friends are. These people deal with already your, if you're me, they already deal with your personality, which is enough. And then they also deal with the fact that you stink to high heaven. Like, so you, you know who family is, you know, that's why we don't record in person anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Kieran. Yeah, whatever. No, but I have this question though. Is it like perpetual BO or is it like you get BO at the normal times? Like when you get home from the gym, you stink, but you don't know. Or are you just consistently smelling terrible? I think you're like, like, if you like smell. wear deodorant regularly and yeah, like cologne. The, the, the question, I, I wrote the question as an always on purpose. It's <clears> all the time. So you always stink and you smell everyone else's. Okay. I think I'm with Jerome here though. Cause then you're just, you know, Trevor from enterprise and he seemed like a pretty happy guy. You put that man on blast pretty hard that until we dude, told him that until, until it turns you out. All right. So thank you for that boys. I thought that was some good feedback to the, uh, the questions at hand. And oh yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. That's yeah. Indeed. Uh, indubitably. Uh, so the USFL, just started we have a new iteration of semi-professional professional uh football 
alternative to the NFL. And in it, they've brought along some pretty new changes, some pretty cool things, I think, where it's innovative in the way the NFL hasn't taken that turn. Um, Some of their rules that I saw, I don't know, boys, if you saw these, but um, teams, if they're tied at the end of the fourth quarter, they will alternate snapping the ball from the two-yard line uh, for three rounds, and each successful conversion, which I think means each first down, is worth two points. After three attempts by each team, the one with the most points is the winner. Um, if a team remain uh, tied after three rounds, the two-point attempts will continue on a sudden-death basis. What do you guys think about this? Love it. Yeah, because it's, it's basically it's a penalty shootout in yeah. hockey. It's the same. War, it's the war same of thing. attrition. War of attrition. Play until once somebody gives up. Yeah, I, I like it. I think it's incredibly difficult for the defense because you've got the entire – I mean, yeah, the offense is backed up. But oh, you've no, got the, that's what you get paid all that money for. No, I know. The USFL, I know. that's not what they get paid all that money for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're playing well in hopes they get an NFL contract. True. People get hurt all the time. That's true. Um, still better than actually, no, that's, that's not true. I almost said it's still better than playing in college, but I'm pretty sure half the Alabama team makes more than these guys do. <laughs> Probably true. I don't, yeah, I like, I like that rule, and I like any fresh take on overtime. Um, mm-hmm. because I think in the NFL, we've really learned the hard way that it needs some updating. Um, another rule that I liked, and I this one, I'm just gonna go out there and say, I think this is awesome. Um, the NFL should have done this years ago. I still have trouble with the defensive pass interference rule, which is what the USFL has changed here, where you still get, if there's defensive pass interference, the offense still gets the ball at the point of the foul. If it's within 15 yards and outside of 15 yards, if the penalty happens outside of that, uh, then it's just a 15 yard penalty. I think this is, it's shocking to me that this is the first time it's been accepted for a league. Why? Because it shouldn't be a skill. It shouldn't be something that receivers train at. And believe you and me, they do train at this to get a penalty called on the defensive back who's on an island out there 50 yards down the field and they get a 50 yard. That's that kind of that kind of penalty really changes the course of a drive entirely. And in the course of a game, it could. Yeah, you would know. Absolutely. Yeah, NFC Championship 2019. That was within 15 yards, but yeah. <laughs> so, Kieran, I mean, what do you think about this? I mean, I don't know. I kind of like the spot foul thing because it's, I don't know, it's a different. That's that's every sport. Every everyone at a certain level, you are trained on how to draw, draw penalty, draw foul, draw something on the defense. That's just part of the sports nowadays. You know, it's not taking a dive, but it's, it's you know, taking a shot or angling yourself a certain way that's going to basically force a defender to commit some type of penalty on you. So I don't, I'm not, I don't think that's a, the bad portion of it. Um, I'm completely fine with it, just being a spot foul, like where it is, because then it just, I don't know, it makes it that much more interesting. It's And that's, it's going to make one half of the fans extremely happy. It's going to make the other half of the fans extremely pissed off. And guess what that means for the week? It means a ton of publicity. It means more mm. people watching it. Like, I think it's genius. So you, so you, you like it for defensive pass interference, but not overtime, which is you know pisses off one half of the. One I mean, here's 
here's my take on it. If it is extremely easy now for defensive backs to save big plays. If you're, if you know you're getting burned by this dude, 40 yards down the field, pull pass and just push him, pull pass interference. What's going to happen? Pull his jersey. He's getting 15 yards. Mm-hmm. What, what, did, what didn't happen? He didn't get 45. Or he didn't get a touchdown. Like, it's it's perfect. Like the guy going deep down the field, you don't know if you're gonna get this guy or not. He could catch it and score the touchdown. Call, get, call pass it. You know, DPI. That's it. That's you, a good point. Something and then you're only get you're what you lose 15 yards. Guess what they didn't do? They didn't get a touchdown. That, that's and that guess, was like and the guess what that for... and guess what that wide receiver just did. He just gassed himself thinking he he made this big play. And what if, oh man, even better. What if he got hurt, man? And I don't have to worry about this asshole for the rest of the game. Like it's really, I mean, if for me, I would have to put in like, if the, if the, one of the refs was like, this is fucking egregious. Like he literally did this because he knows I'd rather get 15 yards than have them get a touchdown. Like that's, that's exact. Like, I know I'm being contrarian about it, but that's literally what it allows defenses to do. No, it does. And it's the same kind of argument for like, for um hockey you know when people argue why you know there should be enforcers in the game and guys are going to you know that's why they want fighting in the game is because if you could give a flying elbow to alex ovechkin in the head take a five-minute penalty even a 10-minute penalty and put him out of a playoff series out for the year most guys would do it for a five-minute penalty but guess what you take your five-minute penalty, you come out of the box, and then six foot eight on skates, Tom Wilson's going to come and he's going to smash your skull through the ice. Like in in the NFL, no I heard your, I heard no your penis getting it. harder just saying that. Yeah, in, when there's in no the, deterrent for for doing something like that, then guys are going to do it. Yeah, yeah. In in the NFL, we call that bounty gate. Um, well, <laughs> they're not getting paid to do it. <laughs> uh, just, by, that's just the strategy. It's just it's good hockey. Yeah, in in uh, I looked it up by the way because I had to know the the longest uh, defensive pass interference penalty was a sixty six yard penalty. Um, it was the Cowboys, wasn't it? On the Detroit Lions, uh, who shocked? Oh I, <laughs> you know, you'd think it was the uh, the winless Detroit Lions, but alas. Um, okay, and then Jerome, you had mentioned off the air that you were pretty intrigued by some of their new camera. Uh, so they have they have a drone cam uh, that I saw a playback from, which was awesome because the drone swoops down just as the quarterback got sacked and dropped the ball and the defense picked it up and this drone followed right behind him, right above him, all the way to the end zone. I, I thought it was and you get like a, you know, I mean, yeah, they have that thing that you know, it was on the lines and it kind of zooms up and stuff like that above, but this was just like a, 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 a more interesting view. And then what really got my juices flowing was oh, they had a POV cam yeah. of the running back. And I was like, Oh my God. It just, I just like, it brought me right back. Um, and I was like, <laughs> Oh man, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. This, this league is not for the uh, people who get motion sickness. No, no and, for sure you know not. what? And if they get motion sickness, <laughs> fuck those people. <laughs> no, I, I don't get some I drama. Think... Mean you fucking cunt. <laughs> no, I, I, I think you have a point, 
Jerome too with like because this it's what happened with the XFL. The reason that there's the wired camera that comes down from overhead was because that's what they had in the XFL. And then the NFL was like, oh, that's a really good idea. We're gonna steal that. So yeah, I mean that's what that's what these weird football leagues seem like, you know, it seems like it's the only contribution they have to to actual football, which is kind of sad because I feel like it's just a revolving door of different professional football leagues. But a lot of times, you know, these small things like different camera angles and different penalty rulings and overtime rules, you know, that's how they get introduced and that's how they can sneak their way into the NFL. Well, and that's why the NFL was saying that they're going to be in conjunction with the XFL because it's going to be a test league for rule changes for them. Yeah. You know, you guys bring up an interesting point that I wanted to kind of tack onto this as a bonus, but what, I mean, put on your thinking caps here, uh, you know, Jerome, think outside of the box, um, (laughs) a callback, uh, no, what, what does this league need to do to stick around and be successful? Like what's, if, if you were the commissioner, I think, is it Dwayne, the rock Johnson or is he? No, no, no. That's XFL. USFL Uh, is different. (laughs) Fair, Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So, but you like how I did the full, his full, you know, Christian name. Um, what, what would you, what would you, what do they need to do in order for this to last and stick and be what it was really in the eighties? It needs to be a proving ground for young talent. It needs think, to be, it needs to be an NFL minor league. Yeah. Or I think even like, it can be like, um, I mean, I don't know what the name of the league is, but like the Australian league for basketball, like you can let kids come out of high school, go play in the USFL. Well, that's, and that's for a year or two and then, and then go get drafted. And that's the technicality that technically they can because the NFL doesn't have a rule. I mean, the XFL and the uh, USFL don't have rules about needing to play, needing to wait three years to be in the league. So you can have guys that are straight out of high school that are just trying to get better at the game. Now, yeah, you put your body at risk, but you put your body at risk playing football in college. Right. Exactly. Can- when if you're if you're 18 years old and you're a senior in high school and you're 18 years old and a freshman in college not that much is changing. No. So, I mean, and I, and I mean, I get it. Like, you know, there's probably a 50 division one programs that probably have better facilities and resources than USFL. But I don't know if you give a kid an opportunity to make some money playing ball, he might be trying a little bit harder. I think what, what, what I see, like how this succeeds long-term is the USFL establishes itself as a proving ground for young talent um, that the fan base can can support a franchise in these smaller locations. I mean, a lot of them are cities that already have NFL teams anyway, but, and then the, then have the NFL get involved and be like a minor league and then have the NFL teams, you know, you know, franchise out and, and teams put, and put money just like the, like baseball has their farm teams. You know, the Hockey's NFL, got it. basketball, like every, everybody else, every other teams. league does it. You like, yeah. like spend some money on developing, you know, and you know, the, you know, the Eagles are in conjunction with the New Jersey generals, well, you know, or, the, you know, so on and so forth. You see what I, I'm saying? I know I do. I think, I think if you do that, you run into a buzzsaw called the NCAA who are very, very, very powerful, very protective people over their power in the yeah. sports world. They only they 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 have no power over pro sports. You have no power here, God. They no. they don't like that's the thing. Pro sports are like, fuck you, NCAA. All you do all you do is make money off of 
these kids while preventing us from making money off of these kids. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I, honestly, they're competitors, but at least, at least the pro sports are like, I'll pay that. I'll pay them something. You are like, you know, these fucking kids don't care about their education. They're only there to get better at playing basketball or football. Like this gives them an opportunity to, to start their lives in, in what they want to do. And okay, after like, they're or, done, or any sport, and they're, the, mo- the, the only reason most guys play college hockey is because they're 25 and they didn't get a look in when they were playing juniors. So now they're going to mm-hmm. go to college as a 28 year old freshman and <laughs> try and get a sniff at the league that way. And I then will, they'll, they'll get a job at Enterprise, rent a car, and play at a local beer league. Yeah. <laughs> I will say this. Um, th- there's a couple big points. I think that, you know, the arena football, the arena football league, which actually, little trivia, I went to a couple of Buffalo Destroyer games. They were, they were fun. It was a fun league. But they had Kurt Warner, and it didn't keep them around. That's huge. So I think they're still to your, around, though, aren't they? I don't know, to be honest, but that's the we don't know, right? Like, like we, it's not a thing that's talked about. My, my point is this, it would, it would have to be, even if it's a farm team, it would have to be one that produces NFL starters at a consistent enough basis for people to care because you're going to have to do a lot to take attention. Like people watch college football because of the programs, right? Like they, they watch Alabama and LSU and Ohio state, because of the tradition. So you, the, the, the USFL would have to do that at a very consistent, you know what I mean? Like in order to take away viewership, in order for people to really care. And I think they could though, because if you start pumping NFL money into some of these teams, you know, and then you get, you get better resources, you get better facilities, you get all that stuff. Then you yeah. can start snagging yeah. kids from, uh, from the football factories in Texas and Florida and California. So this is this is what I the other here's just one while while I'm thinking about it before I lose this. Mm -hmm. The other thing is, is that having you you set it differently that you have football basically year round. You have the USFL now and then over the summer you have the XFL and then in the fall and into the winter you have the NFL. And that way your fans are engaged in your product 365 days a year, which which no one close to it, which no one does better than the NFL. And that. That bleeds into what I think is the major component to the USFL. Probably the most difficult thing is because it comes down to money and how are you funded and how well are you funded, but advertising. Advertising is the biggest thing. If you're going to try to steal a kid away from going to college, your main, your main selling point shouldn't be that you could be an NFL player. It should be, this is notoriety that you will get paid for. Um, so you, you become a star and you are paid like a star. If you come play for the Houston Gamblers, young Jim Kelly, little trivia note, like if you, if you come play for the Houston Gamblers, we'll make you a star and we'll pay you that way. And that way you've got another three or four more years of getting paid as, as a pro athlete, at least professional in the way that you're getting paid. But you see what I mean? And I think the only way not, to do not that. Not to mention you get to play in Houston where it's sunny and 75 all the time. Yeah, instead of Buffalo. And not Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just a thought. I mean, what do you, you know, does that have merit? Where does that stack for getting the players to be farm teams? No, that's definitely a part of it. And that's, that's another thing that you, you wrap the NFL in it and you have, you have the stamp on there. You mm-hmm. get other people I mean, involved. If you have an, uh, an NFL farm team, you know, if the, the NFL's farm team for the USFL, 
you know, and you have the da- you know, a Dallas Cowboys fan is going to want to follow in the off season, his farm teams guys. And you have the team, you know, you know, the, the no, nobody really markets better than the NFL. Nobody does advertising better than the NFL, like have those guys trickle down their skill set. And, you know, obviously at smaller, you know, smaller markets, but some, in, in some ways, but, you know, trickle down that, that knowledge and that expertise in there and the people that are connected to them and get them involved and you'll yeah. get more money from advertisers. And it's like, Hey man, you know, congratulations, Mr. Stack, you know, you're going to be playing for the Dallas, you know, fuzzy bunnies. And, you know, <laughs> Hey, you know, at the end of the day, it's still Jerry Jones signing your paycheck. You know what I mean? And this could mean something you moving up to the XFL or the NFL at some point, you know, and that, that's a big thing. Mm. And I mean, I think we kind of bury the lead here that I think the league already has the biggest stamp of all time. They got, they got Rob Lowe, who is uh, literally the best spokesperson, spokesperson literally? of all time. Literally? Literally? I love that man. <laughs> Nothing is better than him. Through the gates of hell. <laughs> Diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we will move on. Uh, a fun little piece of news because I like to see anarchy in the usa um and specifically the nfl uh not in the uk <laughs> no 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 i who really cares yeah exactly. honestly yeah. who cares that was a sex pistols reference but whatever i we guess don't you guys care. just again, you guys weren't again, old enough this is this is us not caring did you just say we're not old enough that was the joke okay um <laughs> literally i've were... never met anyone in my life and i'm like hey man who's your favorite band sex pistols <laughs> that's that's never been said in my presence in my you know what you're all more moreover i've had more, more like, people i've met more people that are like yeah man i just can't get enough jane's addiction i'm like who hurt you <laughs> more moreover if someone says hey man do you listen to the sex pistols they're great i immediately judge that person yeah. immediately maybe i shouldn't i don't know maybe i was born in the wrong decade and karen was born in the right one um billy ray cyrus achy breaky heart you never heard of it Man, it's you, my fucking dude. Are jam. you telling me you don't want your mullet back? Fucking changed my life. What about your old Camaro and your eight tracks? Here and there, there was a point there where I seriously thought it's, you were going to grow track. It's eight track. Yeah, whatever. Um, where I seriously thought you were going to grow a, a mullet. I thought that you were going to be the one during that mullet phase, which maybe is still going on in some circles. I don't know. Certainly in Alabama, it's never out of style. But I just, I always expected one day to like turn on Zoom for the podcast and bam. There's a luscious mullet coming from the back of your dome. My hair doesn't really grow like that. Not luscious? It could. It just doesn't get long in the back. It's all you're like just, up top. You're not, and down. you're not trying hard enough. We're so we're so off topic. Okay, so fun story broke. Um, according to Adam Schefter, <laughs> Debo Samuel, AJ. Can we Brown, talk about him? Are we gonna get canceled for mentioning him on this? No, he's no he one likes is him my, anymore. I, I said this last week. He is my hero for absolutely demolishing <laughs> someone. Um, needlessly, like we need more of that in sports. Uh, it was it was effortless. It was though. It's it felt like he's it just fell out of his mouth. He's like, you know what? Now's a good time to get this tweet off. <laughs> well, after after Tom Brady fucking embarrassed him, <laughs> he's had a rough off season. Okay, for God's sake, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown, and Terry McLaurin are all saying that they won't show up to on field workouts until they have new contracts. Um, this is something I've kind of been noticing. I mean, everyone has, but I think the summation of it is something I've been noticing the bigger picture this off season with 
Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, even guys like Christian Kirk getting monstrous contracts. Uh, a number of receivers, I think there's five receivers in the NFL right now who get paid over $20 million, which is quarterback money. Um, and Not anymore, is, it isn't. Well, it still is. I mean, there's still probably 15 quarterbacks making that money. And that's not including people like rookie quarterbacks, but yeah, but those, they're not even people. They're, they're, you know, lower quarterbacks. <laughs> but my How question you is, talk about the boat that way. Yeah. He's, he's making a pittance. Actually, I think he's a free agent or no, he got, he got signed. He's retired. No, he's, I think he's on a team. Anyway, the point is um, that being the third overall pick takes you wherever you needed to go, Blake. But no, uh, <laughs> the, the point is, uh, is, is the receiver position worth this much uh, relatively to the other positions? And is it worth this much money on your salary? And is it worth this much trade value as it's been getting? I'd say Debo and AJ are. Uh, Terry is, is not. Well, I mean, I mean specifically the wide receiver position, not specific In general. guys. Right. Like, no, yeah. I don't I don't think so. I don't think so either. I mean, like, I mean, look what the Cowboys did. They paid Amari way too much money, drafted CD Lamb, who's making mid six figures, I think, this year. Or lot like his rookie year, he was, you know, he wasn't on a great rookie contract. He's still um, he's still on a rookie contract. CD is. Oh no, yeah, he's he's going into his sophomore year, so like he's not making big bucks, and he was probably Dak's favorite target. You don't need to. You don't. You can get great young wide receivers, and I feel like the younger you get them, the better they. Are. You, you know, I'll take a 22 year old CD Lamb over a 28 year old Amari Cooper. Yeah, I mean, sorry, just to lend uh, some data, CD Lamb is going to make. A hair under two million dollars next year. That's the, well, 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 what did Amari no, no, that's not much. Year? I mean, yeah. that's not much. Like guys like Devontae are going to make ten times that, literally, a year. And the you know is the you know is the result really that much better? Well, let me ask you this: um, eighteen million dollars better. I mean, it's. I think it's easy for us poor people, relatively, to say <laughs> twenty million a year. God, no, he's not worth that. But. There is a position in football that will take up this mantle if the receivers aren't there. There's a position in football, is what I mean, that will make that quarterback money. So I guess the question I'm asking is, if it's not receivers, then who? It's 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 more of a question of it's not a Left problem guard. unless you have the solution, huh? Left guard. Yeah, blind side. Yeah, dude. Jerome, what do you think? Wait, Karen, first. So just because it's a blind side. Well, I mean, I don't know if you, if you're paying Patrick Mahomes, what's he making? Fifty million a year, seventy million something, a year? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I want the guy that makes sure he doesn't get his back blown out. Make sure he's pretty well paid. You got to keep him motivated. Yeah, the mid. You, you, you don't want you don't want him going up against a three hundred fifty pound monster. You know, on the other side of the ball and being like, yeah, you know what, three million just isn't really worth it. Yeah, I mean the the two thousands, the early two thousands, did that with left tackle. So, I mean, you bring up a good point, uh, Jerome. I agree that paying the line, paying the line as a whole more. Yeah. For, for good work, for good work. Gotta be for good work. Of course. Um, for good behavior. It's much more valuable than paying a fuck ton of money to one wide receiver. Especially because I don't know that one wide receiver is going to be amazing for three weeks until he starts getting double coverage. And then it's like, uh Oh yeah. 
Mm. Now what? I mean, the, the only one on this list that I'm like, pay, pay the man the money is Debo because they use him in three different positions. Mm-hmm. I heard I heard a quote once by an offensive lineman that said the people furthest away from the ball talk the most. And he was referring to wide receivers as compared to offensive linemen who really, you know, you don't hear them talking trash, but you do hear and you see, you know, wide receivers uh, talking trash all the time. I would I would probably say middle linebackers, um, a really, really great middle line. like Luke Keekley when he was in the league, that guy could have been getting paid 30 million dollars and he would be worth every dime. So well, it's you know, I mean, you, you flipped it. It's you know, it's the it's a, your quarterback, quarterback on defense. Sure, yeah. Well, that's yeah. a good point. That's good, but they're not though. They're not paid that much. Like Darius Leonard, how much is he worth to that defense? Everything. I mean, he's he's the glue. Okay, but now we will go into my uh, state your case. Get about the curveball, Ricky. Give him a heater. All right, gentlemen, this is my case. Um. The Los Angeles Lakers are a team oh of great fame, uh, controversy, great talent on their roster, a lot of really, really big names, and they were one of the big surprises of sort of a failed season, missing out on the playoffs this year, uh, which led inevitably to their head coach, Frank Vogel, being fired. My case is pretty simple. I think that if you are a head coach, uh, someone who's being headhunted to be the new head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, and you are a young guy, this is your first job, I think that it is a terrible choice to pick the Lakers. I would not want any part of that kind of pressure. Um, I would rather, for instance, I don't know, I'm not big into basketball, you guys know this, but I would rather take a team like the Detroit Pistons, for instance, who are, they seem to have been terrible for the last 15 years. I would rather. Dude, bars on the floor. Bars on the floor in Detroit. Well, okay. So there you go. Right. I think they lost Andre Drummond. Doesn't matter. Anyway, the point is, yeah. is I would rather that. I would rather struggle with a bad franchise as my first job than take on the Los Angeles Lakers. Number one, it seems like the front office is an absolute hell to navigate through politically. And number two, I just wouldn't want that kind of pressure. I mean, I don't want the first player I coach as a head coach to be LeBron James because that dude just carries so much more weight than I do. I feel like, you know, got little man syndrome the whole time. Anyway, my point is pretty simple. Uh, I think even though you have some of the most talented players in the league grouped together, an awesome franchise in terms of lore and fame, I wouldn't want any part of it if I was a first-time head coach uh, interviewee are you convinced 100 percent, dude like you like you mentioned oh yeah the the front office is in turmoil the front office is your power forward dude like and yeah jerome is there sorry uh, lebron is one of the greatest of all there's my front ear no, no, no. of all time dude. go ahead go yeah ahead. you're the best go ahead and say it <laughs> <laughs> That was, I, that was a real sweet moment. I, <laughs> that, was, man, that was nice. I had a Freudian moment <laughs> earlier, but this was so much more delicious. <laughs> Jerome, Jerome's desk just like rose a little bit from his owner. <laughs> oh, my God. Just said. <laughs> but no. What, like, what a moment. No, but, you know, <laughs> back to what I was saying, like LeBron is, you know, one of the greatest players of all time. 
arguably, arguably the greatest of all time. I'm not on that side of the fence, but whatever. I'm not arguing that point. You're on my side of the fence. We know. Yeah, yeah clearly. I am. Yeah, <laughs> that's been obvious. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, when you're, when personnel decisions are being highly influenced by the guy on your team who has, like Eric said, little man syndrome, even though he's not little, but it's like, I don't know, man, like he's still very good, but he's not, 25 year old LeBron anymore. You know, he's not single-handedly taking the Cavs to the Eastern conference finals every year. Um, that's one thing. Like I, I honestly, I'd rather succeed coach K right now. I'd rather be in John Shire's shoes than whoever the poor schmuck is that they're going to pull in to take this job. And, you know, there's going to be someone, there's going to be some <clears throat> college coach who wants to, wants to prove his name, or maybe, you know, a guy who's coaching college now who coached in the NBA in the past and it's like, no, this is my spot. This is my back end. I'm going to fix the Lakers because the pieces are there and I can fix it. No, you can't. Well, you know, and those, that's not, those that's types of teams not, don't work. Like that's the also reason, not what they're looking for. It's quite literally, they just want someone they can control. Exactly. They want, it's a, it's a fee at this point. They want a with, Jason Garrett with Jason with Garrett LeBron, to go coach the Lakers with LeBron. Like, like he, he runs the team. Yeah. They don't even need a fucking GM. It's a figure ad position. Yep. Well, so while like being the while, emperor of Japan, I mean, it's serious little dick energy. Absolutely. To, to shy away from that. And I get it. But for me, like I'd take it for what it is. Like, is this going to be a shit show? Yeah. Is it only going to last me a year? Yeah. If I make $3 million to just stand there and take heat for shit, that's not even my fault. Yeah. I'll cash that fucking check. You do not concur then. You're you're not convinced. You would rather you would take the job uh to be the Lakers head Me? coach. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I already know what it is going into it. It's not my team. Mm. No matter what I say, even if I have good ideas, LeBron's not gonna want to do that. He knows he knows he knows everything. He knows better. He's the one that does, even though it's illegal, he recruits players and stuff like that, and he forces the team into making trades and such. Tampering for those at home. <laughs> and like he he does all that shit like what do i need to do i need to just stand there and when like and answers it, it's like hey uh coach peterson what do you think of the game uh, i think uh i think you know if we won i'd be like i think the guys did what, what we pay them to do and you know we're just going to continue on a hot streak and it's like if we lost like coach peterson where do you think you could have done better um did you ask lebron that already yeah, i was gonna say <laughs> did you <laughs> ask you him ask oh you're asking me first um, why don't you save that one for LeBron? No, it would be, yeah. it would be like, why don't you well, save you, all the, why don't you take save the all the rest of the Take the Belichick approach. Do you just be like, oh, we're, we're on to, we're on to Sacramento. You know? <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> like, like the game's over. We're moving on to the next game. Yeah. I think like coach Peterson, uh, are you just basically a puppet? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I have LeBron's giant black hand all the way up my asshole, but guess what? The check clears every Friday. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm here so I don't get fined. Well, I think we the thing with it is is that we've actually seen this before. It wasn't in Los Angeles, it was in Cleveland with Tyron Lue. And yep. he won a championship, but he he seemed to get he seemed to continue to get big dicked by LeBron at every turn and it didn't look fun like at never has winning a championship looked Dude, less it happened fun. when he was playing, man. He like <laughs> Allen Iverson made him look soft. Allen Iverson's five foot nine. 
Wait, okay, let me be clear. I would not want to meet Alan Robinson in a dark alley, like a pissed off Alan Robinson. Alan Alan Robinson or Alan Iverson? Wow, excuse me. (laughs) This is clearly three for three on the slips here, boys. Yeah, (laughs) we're doing all right. We're doing all right. All of a sudden, Alan Robinson is playing in LA and he's like, ah, fuck yeah. All right. I mean, I, mean, I, I will 100% say I'm convinced, but like the, the Lakers are like the Yankees. Like they're just a team that I, especially right now, I wouldn't touch with a 10 foot pole. If you were like, Oh, Hey, do you want to manage the Yankees or coach the Lakers? And the year is like 1980. I'd be like, Oh yeah, duh. Cause then it's, a, it's, it's the same thing, but the opposite, you don't have to do anything, but they're just going to win. It's an but interesting now it's thing. Now it's, you don't get to do anything and you're going to go, you know, 39 and, 41 or whatever the math ends up being. I will, I will say it's still getting paid. Kieran, what you said kind of rings a bell to me that as a kid, when you imagine yourself becoming a pro athlete, like you imagine, man, I want to pitch one day for the New York Yankees. Or if you're that kind of mind, you're like, I want to be the head coach of the LA Lakers. No kid grows up saying, man, I really want to be the head coach of the Detroit Pistons. And I mean, right now is got to be – if this is your turn to finally be a head coach, it's probably the one of the worst times to be the L.A. Lakers head coach. But Can we just know. say how ironic it is that this is the exact opposite that we ended up on the first initial question for Kieran? Would you rather be the star on a shit yeah. bomb or <laughs> be an extra – in an Oscar winner. And I'm over here like, yeah, I'd rather be an extra in an Oscar winner. Both of you are like, nah, give me the paycheck for the bomb. <laughs> and me over yeah. here. I'm like, nah, give me the paycheck for being the head coach of the Lakers. And y'all are like, nah, nah, I don't want that. I don't want it. So, no, I'd, I'd rather be the, I'd rather be massage guy on the suns than head coach of the Lakers. That's for sure. <laughs> Karen, Karen, you could be my massage guy. He already is clearly. He's already <laughs> started taking that. I was thinking about this right after he said, it, I was like, man, Garen, you're making a strong case for best man now. I, you're doing a good job. Like, you want to talk about a dark horse? Is somebody is somebody thinking, like, was there a taunting on this? What's going on? It, I'm like betting, betting on me as best man is like betting on St. Peter's to go far in the tournament. Just like, I, it, it can happen. <laughs> I mean, fucking, you know, the DraftKings. I, I think, I'm sure there's a DraftKings line on it. So let's figure it least, out. I'm at least 25 to 1. <laughs> at least 20. All right, this <laughs> that has really taken over the episode. Like, true, it's one of the best slip ups I've heard in four years of doing this, boys. Um, okay, we're gonna go into our draft. Uh, I had some difficulty labeling it, but I think what I ended up settling on calling it is most frustrating minor injuries. And without giving away any picks, it's things like stubbing your toe. It's things that don't you don't. There's no hospital bill normally in these cases. It's just something that really kind of pisses you off. Uh, Dude, I, I love how you're like, without giving any away picks, and yeah, then proceeds to give away a pick. Give, give away uh, like a first the, rounder. Gives yeah. away the biggest pick. Yeah, it, it's not going to shock anyone that that, no, it's a, it, that 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 wasn't my number one. So okay, well, Jerome, you do I have. I think I know what yours one. is. All right, it's one where you're frightening if if it happens. So um, that that is one of my picks, but it's not my number one pick. Uh, okay. Most frustrating minor injuries for me is a second degree sunburn. Been there. I'm sure not, you have. Not not your little puddle. <laughs> I just got a little. No, like it itches. 
if you're wearing a shirt, it itches. It like it you 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 are hot. You are like no matter what, you could be standing in a fucking fridge and you're fucking hot. Like you're sweating. It's, your your skin it's, is sticky. It's pulling the the hydration out of you. No matter how much water you drink, it seems like as you put the aloe near your skin, it drinks it. Like that is for me the most frustrating minor injury one can incur is a second degree sunburn. Just not fun. Let me let me tell a Speaking quick of story. Someone who's had one and it was all over our couch in Stuyvesant. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I let me a quick story. When we on my deployment, when we got to Japan, um, they let us go for the weekend, and we had, as tradition, we had shaved our heads. Um, all of us. So, oh, oh so, you oh, idiot! Burned. Yeah. So, so oh. in Japan, it's not the Japan that people normally think of. It's Okinawa, which is a basically a tropical island uh, for all intents and purposes. So we went to the beach and I was there for probably three or four hours and I was used to extreme like desert weather. So I didn't feel the heat and I didn't feel it affecting me. My head, my entire head was sunburned. And then the next two or three days, my entire skull was peeling dead skin. It was disgusting. I mean, um, I, I hate, I don't want to be that guy, but I see you and I raise you. I, shaved my head the entire time I was at the fire school and which is West Texas. And I got a sunburn on top of my head going down to the river. And I had not, not, it would like, you think wearing like a Kevlar is bad. No, try putting on a Nomex fire hood and fire gear, and then going into a fire with having a, a like a really bad sunburn on top of your head. I was yeah. a miserable prick for three weeks. <laughs> See, boys, I think I, th- I think we just created a whole new draft. Is just like worst sunburns as one <laughs> really of the three tastiest podcasters and on the planet. Okay, I think that real might quick, be, that might be a draft for second for worst is a really bad foot. sunburn on top of your foot. Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Constant bothering you. Can All right. Confirm. Okay. Karen. So, Karen. Karen. Go ahead. Yep. All right. So I'm going to jump up and I'm going to steal Jerome's pick. I'm going to go with banging your head, standing up from something Fuck. after your, yeah. That's, that's my one-on-one clear that nothing. It, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Cause it never hurts that bad, but it's like the shock. You kind of like you scare yourself a little bit. And then just the absolute, just, I mean, I know me personally and Jerome, I know this for a fact, he was well, just the rage that consumes you afterward is like it's, I mean, like I'm, I don't, I'm not nearly as bad as you, but I know, like for you, like if you hit your head, like I can't talk to you for like a half an hour. Don't look at me. Don't talk to me. I don't want to hear you laughing. You can laugh, but do it where I can't hear you. Do it definitely, definitely. Do not ask if I'm okay. If I yeah. swear to God, if you ask if I'm okay, I will lose my shit. If you ask, don't, if I'm okay, don't ask me no okay. One here is going to don't be okay. ask me what happened. What do you think fucking happened? <laughs> You I, saw need, it. <laughs> I need 30 seconds of radio silence. Like, give me a moment of silence here. You know, like, don't, don't come near me. Just pretend like it never happened. It's bad. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah, that's, no, that that's... was my, that would have been a steal. That was going to be my three or my one Oh three. That's Karen. That's a steal. Absolutely. Yeah, that was when, when I heard Jerome wasn't picking that, that was, it's I was like, okay, this is easy. That's the one-on-one easy peasy. Um, I had prefaced it before my one Oh three. It's going to be stubbing your toe. Um, yeah. It's chalk. It's easy. It doesn't even really need that much ex- explanation because we've all freaking been there. 
I mean, if there's like a lip that you don't know is on like a, a door jam, like on the, on the floor there, and you just, you don't know it's there and you kind of stub your toe on it, frustration, frustrate. And you feel dumb too. Like it shouldn't hurt you. It shouldn't bother you, but it fucking does. And it lingers. It lingers. It does. It does. And every time, you know, not every time, but I'd say like one out of five times when it like, when it's like really hard, I'm dumb enough where I will pull off my sock and be like, I'm bleeding. I'm definitely bleeding. And you look down, you're not bleeding. You're like, I'm an asshole. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to go back to bed. We're going to start today over again. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Uh, the 201, it's another kind of chalk one, but hitting your funny bone. Ah, and the feeling of it radiating up your arm like it, it's it shouldn't be i don't even know why it's a thing i don't know if there's nerve endings i don't care what the science is the point is when you hit your fucking funny bone it's like it's like that's, um that's exactly what it is it is okay <laughs> i mean i think it, it, that would make sense right but it's like it's like getting a brain freeze it just kind of affects you giving away picks why don't you man you're the worst at this man is that an injury does that count what brain, brain freeze? freeze that's not an injury yes that that 100 counts as a frustrating minor injury. Okay, well, fuck. Then I should have changed my one hundred two. But anyway, the point is, is yeah, that that fucking blows. I hate hitting okay. my funny. All right, so two hundred two. I'll be. I was. I had phony bone on top of mine for that one. I'm gonna go paper cut. Mm. Mm-hmm. Paper cut because it's the one. It's like it stings initially, and then it's like you're kind of okay, and then you like. You wash your hands or like, God forbid you put like hand sanitizer on. And then like, depending on where you get it, like if you get it on like a knuckle and Mm. you just keep opening it up, it's just, it's one of those like, and it never hurts that bad. It's just the most irritating thing ever. Cause like you don't, and like, you don't want to put a bandaid on it. Cause then that's just like the whole thing. (laughs) (laughs) Then like, you're that guy. And it's like, Oh, what happened? It's I got a paper cut and you're just like, Oh, are you okay? Yeah. (laughs) are you on your period but yeah no paper cut is that's the most because it's just hey it's, let's get this guy some midol stat <laughs> yeah but it's like you get a paper cut and it's like no i need a morphine drip like yesterday yeah. like, it's like, <laughs> we're, we're all we're all nfl fans like it's like when you hear that someone has turf toe and you're like oh you gonna make but it's really painful in real world but then it's like you get turf toe and it's like no just take my foot just take my foot. <laughs> and like, if anyone's ever had it, they know like, it's fucking awful. Um, okay, Jerome, go ahead with the 103 or the two. need a better name for so that. So, having name. a cut on the inside of your mouth mm. that, like, you, know, you, you have to think about what you're eating, you have to think about what you're like, like, it is probably just, just one of the most infuriating things you can do that's pretty superficial, but it changes everything that you do for a while it's the it's one of the worst things and dude there's like a, there's a bit on the office about it where like he like jim like by, i don't know if it's his lip or like the inside of his cheek and he just he does it like three times in the course of five minutes he's like you know what he's like i'm done he's like pam i'll see you at home i'm done i'm going home <laughs> like <laughs> that's a later season right i think yeah it's, it's later in the show yeah yeah <laughs> no i've done that like i bit my lip and then i was trying i was consciously thinking of don't do that again and, and I, do I, I, I did it again. And then I did it again, like a third time. Just I, I wish I'd take from Jim and I'd just gone home because I was yeah. like, I was like, I stopped eating. I was like, I'm done. I'm done eating right now. This is this is this is the worst idea ever. Yes. Um. So and then uh, the three one uh, would have to be um, fuck. I was just thinking about it 
and the, oh so like when you like get like a cut on your cuticle or like you bite your nail too deep mm, hang now. like everything like as someone who bites their nails and like when i'm really stressed about stuff and i'm really biting it and then everything that i do for I do the rest for of the day as i'm touching anything hurts especially yeah. when it's my thumbs i'm playing a video game every time i use my thumb it hurts or like and it's just frustrating for the rest of the day and it reminds you that you're an asshole for chewing on your fucking finger like an animal but you can't help yourself and you continue doing it and you're a piece of shit and it's a it's a constant thing too, like because Jerome, I'm just like you, where I do that, and it's it's it feels like a whole day of your life where you just feel weak, like there, <laughs> it, it it never it's never on your non dominant hand, you know. That's something I've always noticed. It's, it's always on the hand that I'm using constantly, and just like the inside of the lip or mouth thing, it really <laughs> it just you know it, it affects everything that you do. You can't um, stop thinking about how much your finger hurts, and then you realize your finger is in your mouth. You're chewing on it again, and you're like. Fuck. <laughs> the only way to get it to stop. <laughs> uh, all right, Kieran, go ahead. Uh, so it was just 302. Two. 302. So 302, I'm going to go with Charlie Horse. Mm. Mm-hmm. Especially just like a random Charlie Horse if you're just like sitting on the couch and like, and you're I think, somewhere- well, I think we can categorize your period, period cramps for that too. <laughs> But no, I mean, I'm, I mean, more specifically, like a Charlie horse where you're somewhere where like it's like you can't stand up. Like if you, if you ever gotten like a Charlie horse in like a movie theater and you just have to like suffer in silence for like the next two and a half hours. Nah, hmm. I'm not weak like that. Whatever. I know, I know exactly what you're talking. Fine, I'll. I'll <laughs> it's definitely happened to me, and it is incredibly frustrating. Yeah. I stay like, properly not, hydrated. Not I don't get Charlie. Like, if it's a Charlie like horse, that. like whatever, like if you're playing something, you can like stretch it out. That's fine. But like an inopportune Charlie horse is just no fun. Mm, man, I thought you know what? Because Jerome mentioned it, I thought I had the 303 locked in. Now I kind of wish I had two picks. I don't know. Do you guys want to go to four rounds here? We'll do uh, this one, then I'll, we'll do an honorable mention. Okay, we'll as per usual. Yeah. As per usual. Um, okay, then my I'll stick with my original one here. My original 303 is tripping and falling. And like and like landing uh, like on your knee, kind of like skidding your knee would be the injury portion of it, but that is just frustrating. I mean well, it's embar- it's, it's it's embarrassing. It's, it's too it's you're hurt and you're a little embarrassed. Yeah. Especially just, if you get like a little if you get like a little bit dirty. Or like your hands bleeding a little bit. It's yes, just kind of like, exactly. like you're going somewhere. It's like, ah, like, my, and like it is I'm, the it is I'm the bleeding, mean. but it's not bad. But it's like it's a mess. And yeah. undoubtedly, people saw it. People saw it, and they yep. now know that you suck at walking. Like, yeah. and, and and the jokes. You know, the, maybe the worst part about it is that the jokes are so easy for everyone around you. Like, who walk much? And it's like even just Seven that. Like, trips. See you next fall. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but I remember my first time using my legs. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Breaking in the new legs, huh? It's uh, not don't like- worry about it, bud. Walk it off. <laughs> it's not like paper cut where people just like, like you can do that for paper cuts like all the time. Like, oh, your first time touching paper? No. Like, but tripping? I, you I feel like you get a paper cut, it's more sympathy because like, you can like hear a paper cut and you're just like, yes. <sighs> oh, when you hear a paper cut, and Oof. you hear like it's slicing through flesh, and you're like, oh. dude, that was the worst part of the Jackass movie for me. Oh, when, the, 
Ooh. I can hear it. I can oh, hear oh, it. Oh, Everyone knows if you've right seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. When it's the webs of his fingers, and they like mic up the Manila folder they they're using. His, they did his toes. They did. His toes. <laughs> and the corner of his mouth. <laughs> it's been so long. I <laughs> forgot. Oh God, that's the worst. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, Piece that garbage. <laughs> oh, um, my honorable yeah. mention. Um. I don't know. I don't know if it counts as an injury, which is why I went with tripping where you can actually get injured. But uh, cramp, a small cramp in your foot, a small cramp like in your hand. Like if you have a cramp, it's just it's just very frustrating. Okay, very- so I'm going to I was going to use this one, but it's characterized as a cramp. So like uh, shin splints. Yeah. Mm, OK, so it's it's not an injury then. Or the cramp well, like, shin you know, splints you is cramp technically like an, an issue. That you're having. Yeah. So, or the cramp like in your ribs when like, if you breathe into like you can't like inhale too deeply because then it'll just like it's like a shooting pain in your side. Yeah, Kieran, yeah. that's that's a, the one that that's happens called the a, most. It's called yep. a side stitch. Yeah, but no, my my honorable mention was going to be um, turf slash floor burn. Okay, what is this? You've ever had turf burn or floor burn? Oh, okay, yes, yes. I didn't hear you probably. Yeah, that is yeah. frustrating. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, so especially if you're like, sorry, especially if you're like playing a sport and then like sweat's getting in there. Oh yeah, burns. Yeah, it burns. Oh yeah, it's a hot. Got day. one. Jamming your finger. Mm. Mm-hmm. Thought about that. That could it's turn not, into a real injury though. If you can playing- turn it, no, no. Like I'm, yeah, compound fracture your finger. But like when you jam it, like playing football or basketball or volleyball or something yeah. like that, and like you got to like five the next five days, you can't bend your finger right. And it's just the worst. It hurts the most probably just, out of any of these two. Like that. Or just that, uh, catching any cold ball. Yeah. Like <laughs> catching a cold football. Just even if you catch it right and you just like get it in your hands, just red and stinging. Nah. Nah. <laughs> you, were, you, you weren't a receiving tailback, were you? Well, then, <laughs> oh, oh, he received. Oh, he, he received. I received plenty of concussions. <laughs> we know we can tell <laughs> i don't think you're footballing right <laughs> <laughs> all right uh boys i think that's it i think I that's think it that's it okay uh let's all pray for some more nfl news so that we could talk about uh things and yeah it's fucking slow <laughs> the midst of the podcast this was fun <laughs> it was no it was definitely fun we we learned a lot about you tonight karen i mean <laughs> <laughs> you learned a lot i already knew yeah <laughs> Tell, tell me off here. What... Jesus moment right here in front of everybody. So. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Boys, say good night. Boys, say good night. Good fucking night. The more I see, the less I know, the more.